Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 76 of Extreme EvoCast, an all-purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. Happy three-year anniversary of this podcast. <laughs> it certainly doesn't feel like it. And and I think there's a little bit of... I think I did my math wrong because it's like... It's it's two weeks before the actual date that I started it, but every time I do, every time I reach the episode after a twenty five interval, that's the 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 anniversary. So even though it it might not technically be the anniversary, I'm still gonna count it as the anniversary. But I will say, what an anniversary! To, like what a, what a time to be celebrating a monumental Pokemon moment. For this podcast, I mean, with a because there's a there's a monumental Pokemon moment happening right now with the release of Legends Arceus, and I would say if you've been living under a rock, maybe you wouldn't know about Legends Arceus. But I think that even the deepest, darkest of vermin underneath every tiny crevice would know about this game. So if you're like, a like an amoeba. And you, you're you're listening to this podcast right now, and you somehow don't know about Legends Arceus. Well, it's out, baby. The newest, the 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 newest, the greatest. <laughs> you know, I'm saying all this a little bit sarcastically because the game's been out for like a week, as of the recording this episode. Um, and I pose the question: Is is it as great as everyone says it is? And today, partly. We're going to find out. <laughs> so, c- cutting all the crap, this episode is going to be small. And I know, you know, oh, it's, it's uh, it sucks that it's it's the three-year anniversary, and I can't really do anything special for it. Um, but hear me out here. My Legends RCS game, I mean, it doesn't really matter, um, because I, I already explained last episode what the, the schedule was, which is today... I'm going to be doing a first impressions, uh, like short episode on what do I think of the game so far, how, however far I've gotten, which I'll expand on later. Um, and then the time in between this episode and next episode is going to be me playing the game <laughs> like to completion, hopefully, um, and just making like the longest EvoCast episode maybe of all time and just talking about literally every single thing in this game. Um, but that being said, the reason why I'm doing a first impression, which I had already planned on doing in the first place, but it's it's exemplified by the fact that my copy of my game took so long to get here. Oh my god. It, so I, I asked for it for Christmas for my family, you know, so I could save a little bit of money. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have had to buy it for myself. And plus my family was, was desperate for things to buy me for Christmas. Um, and so I said, Hey, can you pre-order this game? And they said, okay. Um, when it comes out on January 28th, I think, I don't remember the date exactly when it comes out, um, they'll just mail it to me. And I'm like, okay, you know, yes, we live across multiple states, but hopefully it's not, it, it's not going to take too long. When it came out, my mom texted me and said, Hey, I just mailed your game. It came a little bit. It came like the day of, um, as expected. So I'm like, okay. Um, she mailed it. 
said she said it was going to come on the next Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure this was like, I, I mean, I, ha- I can I can open my calendar. She mailed it to me like the day of, so it, it, it was only a co- it was only supposed to take a couple days. It was like, um, but it ended up taking like a week and a half longer than it was supposed to. Um, and I literally just got it today on the 7th of February, like almost two weeks after the game came out. So I have been, (laughs) I've only been playing it for a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean, I've been playing the game for 13 hours straight, pretty much. Um, just to like, just because I've been, I've been waiting so long, I've, you know, I've been trying to avoid everything on Twitter while I've waited for my game to come in. And then, you know, it was, so it was supposed to come on a Tuesday. It was supposed to come like, um, like the first of, of February. Um, and then it ended up, it ended up coming in on, on a Friday, on the Friday, this Friday the 4th of of February. And then when I, because of the way my mail, mail, the mail at my college works, they weren't going to process it until the, the, the next business day, which is Monday. And so today, Monday, I went and I picked it up and I've just been playing it literally all day. So it quite literally is like a first day impression. This episode is going to be my day one, which is which so happens to be like almost two weeks later than literally everyone else's day one, but still technically a day one. Uh, um, review so far of what I think of Legends Arceus, and also, um, if you're if you're really keeping up to date or you're looking at the dates of of Evocast episodes, this episode is a week late because of that problem that I had. Um, I was, cause so, you know, I was planning on, I record all my episodes on Tuesday. So my mom told me, Hey, it's going to come on Tuesday. I'm like, that's perfect. I can get it on Tuesday morning. I can play it all day and then I can talk about it that night. But of course I had to wait and I wasn't going to release an EvoCast episode, not about Legends Arceus, literally like the week of Legends Arceus release. Also, I promise we're going to get into the actual episode soon. I'm just ta- I'm just I'm just giving you some background. The well-needed background for this for my explanation. And so, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to delay it a week." And you know, and, and thankfully it worked out. So the way that the, the way that this is going to go, I didn't want to delay I didn't want my the one thing I didn't want to do was delay it to the point where I would do another double episode because I don't like doing double episodes. Um, and I also don't, I didn't want to do, I didn't, I didn't want to not do a first impression episode, mostly because I wanted to give myself time to play the game. If I, if I just waited until next week to record it, I would have only had a week to play it. And I don't think that's enough time to completely finish the game because I have school and, and now and obligations. Um, so I'm keeping the formula of, of that I that I had planned. So I'm doing a first impression episode that you're listening to right now. And then two weeks from now, even though this episode is going to be a week late, two weeks from now, I'm going to upload the next episode. So I'll have two entire weeks to play through the game as much as I possibly can. And I hopefully that hopefully that's enough time to finish it. I don't doubt that it'll be enough time to finish it. And then in order to get back on schedule, 
the episode after that, episode 78, will be only a week after episode 77. Just to get just to get us back on track for you know, the schedule that I usually like to abide by. So you're getting a little bit of a treat, you know, even though this this and next episode are technically going to be a little bit later than usual. You're going to get a little bit of a treat. You're going to get like the longest EvoCast episode of all time where I talk about the entirety of Legends Arceus. And then you're going to get a next another episode only a week later. So you're welcome is what I'm trying to say here. That's that's the that's the the uh, the message of this story is you're welcome. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But that is what's been going on in my life and that is what has been going and that is what's going to happen for the next like three weeks of my life is essentially just um spending 13 hours a day playing legends Arceus every single day which is not true because i have class but i'm gonna be playing it as much as i possibly can which brings me to today's episode first of all i want to say thank you so much for three years of evocast you know i'd I pour my heart and my soul into this podcast, pretty much. I put all I put a lot of my leisure time into this podcast because I love doing it and I love making content for people. Um, I have watched over the course of three years a very slow increase in, in viewership and, and support, but I am thankful for that support nonetheless. And you know, I'm not doing this for the views. I'm not doing this for money or anything like that. I'm doing this because I just like talking about Pokemon and I want to share my thoughts with the world. So if you are a supporter of this podcast and you're listening or you're listening back to this when I'm, you know, a billionaire and I have like literally everyone in the world listening to my podcast playing on repeat on every radio station. Um, thank you. Whether, you know, those two situations and only those two situations. Anyway, three years of EvoCast. I cannot believe it. It's been so long. It's been too long. I cannot believe I've been, I was able to do this for so long, but I'm like, I'm still going strong. I just, there's so much Pokemon to talk about. There's so many ideas I have, so many topics I've yet to cover, so many things to do, so many things to see. And hopefully, if you're listening to this right now, then you are, you're on this journey with me. So anyway, Let's get into the episode. I'm going to do something a little bit different this time because this episode is going to be a little bit different than usual. It's going to be a little shorter. It's going to be less of a less of an EvoCast episode, I would say. I am going to talk about the topic first, right out of the gate. So <laughs> if you've listened to my rambling so far for the past 10 and a half minutes, um, you are being rewarded with the main topic of today's episode, which is my first impressions of Legends Arceus, quite literally day one. And then after that, we'll get into the news, we'll get into all the segments, all that stuff, all, you know. So if you're really just here for Legends Arceus, sorry for making you sit through almost 11 minutes of me just talking about my life for the past, like, three weeks. Here's what you're here for. So, like I said, I've been playing this game for the past 13 hours. I have 13 hours... Uh, in into the game so far, I had class today at eleven, and I got home at like one o'clock. Having picked, having got home from class, having gotten food, having picked up my my game, I got home at one o'clock. Um, I played nonstop from one o'clock to about three o'clock in the morning, and now I'm recording this episode at three o'clock in the morning. I hadn't planned on doing it today, but I thought, you know what? I'm free tomorrow. I have Legends Arceus on the mind. Let's just do it. So I've been playing for 
Uh, yeah, like 12 hours, something like that. <laughs> and, you know, don't worry about me. I'm getting good sleep. I take care of myself. I took a little, I, I took a couple breaks halfway through to, to rest my eyes, rest my, my body. Um, but I've been do pretty much doing nothing but playing this game for the past 12 hours of my, of my day. And, oh boy, I have gotten pretty far already. So, I want to stress this. I'm not going to be spoiling anything in this episode. I... I, I'm not even as much as it as it pains me to do. I'm not even going to name some of the new Pokemon or very specific events. I might name a couple characters or some Pokemon that are that are in the game right now. Uh, you know that are that are in the Pokedex, but I'm not going to spoil any of the new Pokemon that we don't know about already or anything like that. So if you if you haven't gotten the game yet or you're waiting on your game to get here like like my unpor- unfortunate soul had to for like 2 weeks. This is going to be your your introduction to it. So obviously, I'm sure the the first thing that you want to hear from me is it a good game? And my answer to that is yes. <laughs> um I like, you know, I I didn't expect it to be or like sorry, I expected it to be an amazing game right off the bat pretty much just judging by from what we've seen so far i've talked about it in the past but like you know obviously i I had really high hopes i was i was i was in the group of people who had extremely high hopes for the game despite some of the negativity that had cropped up um and i was right and and i'm saying not only in not only is it like my opinion that it's good i'm saying that i'm right because i think the game is good like i think like full stop not even my opinion I, I, I think that it is fact that the game is, is, is high quality. I think that the, the gameplay is very good. I know that's a very, very strong opinion or a very, very strong statement to just say off the bat, but like, I have been a gamer all my life. That's the nerdiest thing I've ever said in my life, but it's true. And I played some games, you know, who would have guessed, but, and, and I played some bad games. I played some good games. This is a good game. It's not a perfect game, but it's a great game. Um, so there's my review. But if you want me to get into the nitty gritty, how far have I gotten so far? So this is going to take a little bit of explaining, but the whole game so far focuses around completing the Pokedex. You have like pretty much the main, like just like any other Pokemon game, there's a main story, but the main story revolves around the fact that you are being tasked at completing the Pokedex. You are catching Pokemon. Um, I'll get into some of the Pokedex mechanics later, but catching Pokemon and the more Pokemon you catch and the more Pokedex entries you complete for Pokemon, the more stars you get. And there's 10 stars in total, 10 being um, full Pokedex entries for every single Pokemon in the game. And I am at five at the moment, and I uh, am only in the second area. I have been meticulously uh, getting the Pokedex entries for every single Pokemon that I can uh, in every area before I move on. And I'm enjoying it. That's just sort of how I play the game. But obviously, you don't have to do that. My friend said that she beat the game when she was at, like, only five stars, which is where I'm at now. Um, and the reason why I have been just meticulously going around catching Pokemon is I I think my biggest plus in this game is that it is just so darn fun to run around and throw Pokeballs at Pokemon and catch them. (laughs) So 
If you haven't been catching up with the game, the open world dodge rolling style that, you know, gameplay where you can throw Pokeballs outside of battle works so incredibly well for a Pokemon game. Because every Pokemon has a different personality, every Pokemon does different things, they use different moves, they they react to you in different ways, in different situations, and it is the perfect way to, one, give Pokemon personality, and two, create a difficult experience for me. And just running around, throwing Pokeballs at Pokemon, having to hide... For some of them, having to stealth through stall grass so I can hit them in the in the back with a great ball, uh, because you do get bonuses for hitting them in the back. You they catch easier if you catch, catch them by surprise, or you know throwing my own Pokemon at them uh, to to sort of um, to battle them. Some Pokemon you can only catch by battling them first. Uh, stronger Pokemon like Alpha Pokemon. I've seen some Alpha Pokemon. They're super strong Pokemon that you uh, that you know extremely high level for their area they're also huge they are really strong um and you you can catch them that's just you know they're just an extra challenge and like where was i going with this the the open world not even just the open world the gameplay mechanics are so incredibly refreshing and i don't think that that comes as a surprise to anyone we all knew we this is what we've been waiting for you know but i want to I want I want to to preface this like main skill review with that this is it works so well. It is exactly what I was hoping for and it is incredibly fun to just walk around and throw pokeballs at pokemon completing different tasks there's side quests you know there's so many things that i haven't even been able to touch on craft the crafting you collect things and you craft things you do side quests for characters you can customize your characters the pokedex even it's not just a normal pokedex you have to do a number of specific tasks in order to raise its research level and once you reach 10 research level with 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 a certain pokemon then you complete their pokedex entry it's not just catching them you have to catch a certain amount you have to see them use a certain a certain move in battle you have to feed them by throwing berries next to them you have to there's so many things that you have to do um and that I think that it is my favorite part of the game so far, and it, it's it's evident in the fact that I have completed pretty much, according to the game, half the Pokedex in the second area of the game, which like I'm pretty sure there's like six, maybe seven. Um, like I just now got my second ride Pokemon. Um, which there's like, again, like five or six, <laughs> and like, oh my god, it's just so much fun. I love. Going back to areas with new ob, you know, new items to use, different food to feed to different Pokemon, different uh, better Pokeballs to catch other Pokemon, uh, you know, changing the time of day to find certain Pokemon in certain areas, and just exploring everywhere. The world is beautiful. The open world is gorgeous. Um, and I think I'm I'm gonna save like a like a grand conclusion for the end of this episode or the end of this discussion, but. First, okay, let's move on to the the graphics and the and the um the the quality of the game in that regard. The 
the graphics are pretty much what we've seen from the trailers. They didn't change very much. The style certainly takes some time to get used to. Um, I know it did for me. Uh, the you know the the cell shading, the sort of messy graphics can be a little bit jarring sometimes. It's not the most gorgeous game of all time, but it is beautiful. I genuinely really, really enjoy the style of the world, the style of the characters, the style of the Pokemon. It's like this harsh cell shading, but it's still like kind of realistic. It's it's really, really interesting. It's a, it's a, it's a good style. I wouldn't necessarily say that it couldn't be improved on to make it a little bit more interesting to look at. Um, but it does what it does. And I genuinely do not have any complaints right now about about the general art style and look of the game the game runs smoothly the 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 frame rate of the game is a little bit weird starting out it it takes some time to get used to it's a little bit lower it's not as smooth as other games um i don't know any i don't know enough about frame rates to tell you what frame like what sample rate or frame rate that that it runs at but the biggest concern is that it doesn't lag my game has not lagged a single time. Uh, the frame rate, like, you know, sacrifice is working wonders for the game. I have had, like, zero loading errors, zero glitches, zero bugs, <laughs> zero frame rate drops, zero lag, anything like that. It's been, the game has been running almost perfectly smooth since I started the game 13 hours ago. Um, and that's great. That is absolutely fantastic. I would rather the game be a little bit, a little bit ugly for the sake of consistency. And it is 100% consistent, maybe 90, like 8% consistent as far as I can tell. Um, and that's a huge plus for me. And like th these things combined, I'm, I'm going to be talking about all of these things, way more in the next episode but the biggest thing i think that i that you to to take away from this first impression is that these mechanics and these promising factors just make me want to play the game for hours and hours more and it's that's exactly what i'm going to do i'm going to continue to play this game for the next two weeks and just play my heart out probably lose some sleep over it but you know what it's worth it and 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 those are truly my first impressions of the game it's fantastic <laughs> i i haven't even gotten to like the bulk of the story or the you know really like anywhere substantial i've met like a couple interesting pokemon you know the alpha pokemon are dotted around this area that i'm in right now pretty frequently but like nothing insane the highest the highest level wild pokemon that i've encountered is like 35 but even then that's pushing it a lot of the pokemon in this area that i'm in are like 20 22 25 so like you know and it's gonna be a slow ramp up for the rest of the game so i still have so much more of this game to explore and that alone fills me with so much excitement. You know, there there might be some people listening to this episode who have already completed the game. And there are certainly people who have already completed the game. I know like four people off the top of my head that have already uh, maxed out the Pokedex and have the shiny charm and are just getting like just shiny hunting. Um, and that's okay. You know, I hope that I hope that this, this sort of first impression is still 
entertaining to you. But this is mostly focused on the people who haven't gotten a chance to play it yet or people who are in the middle of playing it themselves or even people who who are questioning whether or not they want to play it this is coming from someone who has experience probably only like at most a fifth of the game um and i am enjoying it more than i think maybe any the beginning of any pokemon game i've ever experienced it's just i wish that i could stay up all night and just continue playing I, you know, the, the characters are wonderful so far. The story is interesting. The, the, the mechanics just keep pulling you back in. There's so many items in the game. There's so many side quests. There's so many little details in the game that just make me want, that just make me so happy. (laughs) I'm not going to go in depth because that's what next episode's for, but I just want to give a general consensus so far that I really don't have anything negative to say right now. Just going off of my my very, very pure first impressions. And I think that that's universal so far. I've seen nothing but praise for this game so far. And oh my god, just talking about it has gotten me so worked up. All I want to do is just play it more. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think that that says so much about the game this is an amazing direction that pokemon is taking even if this is the like the hopefully if this is the first game in a franchise of many many more to come we will only get improvements from here and i think that that is i think that if you are not excited about that then you should be because legends arceus is wonderful coming from someone who's only played it for 12 hours and gotten through maybe a fifth of the game. And this is something that they could potentially do more of in the future. Anyway, like I said, join me in the next episode, episode 77, two weeks from now, you know, give or take, um, February 23rd, hopefully if I get it out on time. Um, I'm going to be talking about this game in extreme depth. Um, I want to I wanna focus an entire episode on just talking about as many things as I possibly can. Um, I'll talk about my team. I'll talk about my, ex- my specific experiences that I've had, characters that I enjoy, mechanics that I enjoy, and everything in between. But for now, we, you know, I, I, I still got to play the game. <laughs> I got two weeks ahead of me of just like nonstop playing this game, and I couldn't be more excited. And I and I hope that you're excited to to hear about my 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 extreme impressions of this game. Um, just a lot of gushing ahead, by the way. If you couldn't tell by my general demeanor in this episode, I love this game. I'm like I'm I'm really I think I'm too tired right now to really go in depth, like emotionally, and I think that that's a good thing for for this episode. Um, but like. Next episode is going to be equally me talking about what I like about the game and me just gushing about Pokemon and this game in particular. <laughs> so I hope you're excited for that. Before we do that, like I said, I got two big weeks ahead of me. This is still EvoCast. I'm not just talking about Legends Arceus as much as I want to. There's other things that we have to do. First of all, there's, there's not very many, I, I will say. 
uh, this is like I said, not, this is going to be a shorter episode, not only because of the, the, the smaller topic, preparing myself to play the rest of the game, but also because there's not really much going on in the realm of other of other Pokemon related things, probably because Legends Arceus just came out. Um, but we do have a couple things. First of all, if you do own Legends Arceus, uh, do not forget to get your mystery gift. There's a mystery gift of getting a Growlithe kimono and the Baneful Fox mask, which is, uh, Hisuian Zoroark or Zorua. Um, I don't know if that, like, goes away at some point, but just don't forget, you know, if you have the game, go into mystery gift. Literally, all you have to do is just connect to the internet, and, uh, there you go. That's all you gotta do. You have, you have that stuff. You also get, you know, a reminder that you also get things for having save files in Let's Go Pikachu, Sword and Shield, all that jazz. So if you haven't, you know, collected that stuff yet in your game, um, that's a reminder to do so. In Pokemon Go, we have a couple of new things. First of all, completely not straying too far away from the, from the hype. Uh, there are, there is like a tie-in event where you can get the Legends Arceus, uh, outfits into, in, in Pokemon Go. As well as a new community day coming up pretty soon. And by pretty soon, I mean uh, very soon. February 12th, so like four days from now, um, is Hopip. You know, nothing insane, um, which... Aha, so as well as, you know, being shiny and having boosted Stardust and stuff, you can also get the move Acrobatics on Jump Love. So this is an interesting path. In, in the Pokemon Go Community Day pattern that that, that I, like, tr- TM, trademarking that, that right now before I forget, um, that I've sort of been theorizing for the past couple years. Uh, but this, this is an interesting turn. The GPS brought me to, like, you know, a path in the road that I wasn't expecting. Hopip is an interesting choice. Not, certainly not what not what i was expecting i don't know if they're even really necessarily going for a pattern right now there was bulbasaur last time but that was like a special one i think it was shinx last time they're just kind of throwing pokemon at the wall to see what sticks and you know maybe that's the new pattern who knows finally for pokemon go is a tie-in uh with the trading card game special set of pokemon trading card games sorry Pokemon trading card game cards based around Pokemon Go has been confirmed to release this summer. It released in Japan on June 17th, 2022, with an international release coming later. That is all we know right now. Uh, what is the, the image? I can't really see it. It's just like a bunch of Pokemon. I wonder if I can get a better look at this. Hold on. It's got Blissey on it. It's got Mewtwo on it. Pikachu. All outside, there's like a Pokestop on it. Maybe I'll... Uh, maybe I'll do that thing where I, you know, open a pack of cards on the on the podcast um, when this comes out in, like, six months. <laughs> but it's cool to see Pokemon sort of tying in with their own games. It's always been sort of an interesting, uh, you know, effect on, like you know, their own games when they sort of collab with each other, different divisions of Pokemon collabing with each other. It's, it's, I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's a little weird to see, but like, I'm not complaining. A Pokemon Go TCG should be interesting. Pokemon Masters EX is having a 25th anniversary special question mark. It's, it's interesting. It's like a, so every day, 
on the 25th of the, uh, sorry, every month on the 25th, um, you can get rewards every day for one day only each month on the 25th a pokemon masters day event will be held the event will give you a variety of awards for completion alongside this a special 25 gem for 11 sync pair scout is now live it's a little late to the party but pokemon pokemon masters ex is having a 25th anniversary special so every day every month on the 25th which is interesting it's a strange way of going about like a reward system but i'm for it uh there's also a valentine's event coming up soon uh it's running from january 28th i assume until like after valentine's day yeah uh the 23rd and the um, more stages of like the villain arc will drop on February 10th, which is like in two days. Um, but the Valentine's event, Sweet Shenanigans, it has Marnie and Mawile and B and Vanillux as seasonal sync pairs. So they're having a little Valentine special. Marnie's wearing a very cute uh, dress. Maybe she's going on a date for Valentine's Day. Maybe it's with B. Who knows? Good for her and her mawile. Oh, okay. I am excited to talk about this. Uh, specifically, po- I'm excited to talk about Pokemon Unite. First of all, I want to say, Aegislash is coming to Pokemon Unite as a new character. Uh, I don't know what, like, what, um, what, t- what thing he is. He's an all-rounder. There we go. Perfect. He, I assume he's melee. He's a melee all-rounder. Uh, he'll be released in-game on February 11th, which is in, like, three days. So he's coming soon. They Pokemon Unite loves to, like, tease Pokemon and then release them in, like, three days. <laughs> Literally was teased on the 4th, and it's coming out on the 11th. Like, it's like a, it's like a week, a week from... Imagine if, like, major games like Overwatch or, um, you know, like, League of Legends teased a character and then released them in, like a, like, a week or, like, five days. That would be insane. Pokemon Unite loves to do that. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it in Pokemon Unite is because I've actually been playing it. Who would have thunk? <laughs> I finally decided to sit down mostly out of anger in uh, not being able to play Pokemon Legends Arceus because of my delay. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon Unite and I really, really genuinely forgot how much I love this game. I've been I've been playing it for the past couple of days. I've been getting login bonuses, all that jazz. I've been playing it with a couple friends. You know who you are if you're listening to this and you've played with me. But um, yeah, I just wanted to share the the quote-unquote good news. I've been playing playing Unite. It's been fun. Um, I plan on playing it more. It's the kind of game where, like, I don't get mad at it, which is good because I tend to get kind of frustrated at competitive games like Smash overwatch things like that league of legends games i've played in the past i tend to get kind of salty uh just like by the nature of competitive games i'm a very competitive person but pokemon unite feels good it doesn't make me mad very often uh which which just makes me want to play more of it i bought dragonite the uh, pokemon that i've been wanting to play ever since he was released and like try him out and stuff and he's really fun i really really enjoy dragonite um i also tried out sylveon sylveon's really fun i'm i'm you know they're, 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 Pokemon Unite is the kind of game where they do so many events now, even so many new releases, so many new like costumes for your character. There's just new content like every single day. 
that really, really helps in making the game more fun. <laughs> um, and like, it's just a game that I've been playing. I really, really enjoy it. It's not, you know, this isn't like news or anything. I just wanted you to know that the Pokemon Unite section of, of this podcast might get a little bit more personal, I would say. I played it a lot when it first came out, but I sort of, like everyone, I sort of just dropped it and stopped playing it after a while. But, man, I it's fun. I've been playing it again, and I'm having a really, really good time. Speaking of, there is some new stuff, new Hollowware. Sorry, what did I call it? The new Hollowware speed round. There's only, there's only, it's not that many. There is actually quite a bit, but uh, it's 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 been a while. For like three weeks, it's not that many. So first up, there's like a new major event, which is like a sheriff-themed event. And with it, we get a frontier-style Cramorant, Greedent, and Zero Aura. With Cramorant... Oh, it pains me to say I want I want your I want your costume so bad. I love I love I love Cramorant. It makes me so sad. I don't even have his cook costume. But sorry, getting sidetracked. Uh, Cramorant and Zeraoras are like the special ones, like the like the Cinderace pirate costume where you get them through the battle pass and like other kind of events. So they're like they're they're called premium Hollowware and they're special. Um, with that though, we also have Greedent Frontier style. He's wearing like a little, a little, little vest and like a cowboy hat or something. I don't remember. Uh, armor style Charizard, who's got like this sick Chinese, I think style, like maybe Japanese style, um, like armor on. And it's like probably the most like, it's, it's probably the costume that, like, changes the character the most. This changes, this changes Charizard's silhouette like crazy, you know? Um, Excavation-style Machamp. He's just wearing, like, a little... He's wearing pants. He's got, like, a mining helmet on. Subway Trevenant, by the way. Trevenant's in the game. Um, he's got, like, a conductor's hat and, like, you know, like a Subway uh, conductor shirt on. He's so cute. And then gardening style Dragonite, who I'm biased, of course, because it's my main right now. I'm playing Dragonite, who's got a, a cute little apron. He's got like a little trowel in his, you know, in his in his satchel. A lot of lot of British words, but um, he's very very cute. Very very solid Hollowware this time around. You know, there's a little event going on that like sheriff event. So new stuff. New, new, new Hollowware for a lot of Pokemon that don't get a lot of new Hollowware, which I think is important, like Machamp and Dragonite and, and the new Trevenant, Greedon, Cramorant, you know, when not a lot, of, not a lot of, uh, Hollowware for those guys. It's like a, it's like a little bit of a spring cleaning given, given the Pokemon that don't get as much Hollowware what they deserve. The merch, we don't have that much. We don't have that merch. There's something there. My merch comes from Pokey Jungle at on Twitter at Pokey Jungle. Most of the, all you know all of the links they post they put not not only do they post Pokemon merch but that like most of the most recent Pokemon merch, um, but they also post like updates and stuff. But I use them for my merch research. My Reese merch is also something there. First of all, Star Jewelry and Pokemon are collaborating for some fine accessories. They don't come cheap and will be on sale from February 11th in Japan. So there's some new jewelry from Pokemon. It's like a 
gorgeous little ball, like a pearl with like a Pikachu tail on it. And the, the clip that you use to clip together the jewelry around your neck is also a little Pikachu. <laughs> um, again, only Japan, which sucks. But there's research, previously mentioned there's some, there's some resources out there that you can get things from Japan shipped to other countries of the world. So they're not, you know, I, I, I mention a lot of Japanese-only releases on here, but they're not universally only in Japan. There are ways of getting them if you really, really want. Um, way more exciting. Sorry, Star Jewelry, but way more exciting are new Pokemon Funko Pops. If you know me, if you know this podcast, you know that I own a couple of my own Pokemon Funko Pops. I have the Pikachu one and the Cubone one. Um, and they are now releasing for pre-order, uh, Lucario, Sylveon, and Alakazam. And, um, actually, you know, I'm not sponsored by PokeJungle, but you can use their affiliate link if you click on their link. If you go to PokeJungle, at PokeJungle on Twitter, um, you can go to their post about the Funko Pops. It was posted on the 1st of February. Um, you can, you, you can click their links and you can get, um... I think you can get bonuses or, you know, some discounts or something. I'm not exactly sure what they do, but you can there. They have an affiliate link. It probably supports them in some way. So you can pre-order Lucario, Sylveon, and Alakazam Funko Pops. They look really good. They don't look, uh, they don't look bad. You know, fun, Funko Pops are, are pretty, um, hit or miss just with like the general public on term, in terms of whether or not you like them. I don't mind them, uh, pretty much at all, but, uh, really, really Detailed Pokemon designs. I mean, yeah, they, they look just like them. Pretty cool. And like I said, there really wasn't that much. That was it for, like, the the normal merch. But, of course, we still have plentiful plushies, name patent pending. Name patent pending and also name in work in progress. Just make sure you don't patent it before you come up with a name. Like a, like a full name. But name work in progress... And also patent pending. First of all, Galarian Trainer plushie keychains. It's a mouthful. Um, coming to Japan again, yada yada, um, on February 11th. Same same day. A lot, lot, lot of stuff releasing on February 11th. These keychains. Um, the star jewelry with the Pikachu orb. And also Aegislash and Pokemon Unite. Um, but you can get little plushy trainer um the keychains for uh from for a lot of galarian trainers um on the pokemon center the japanese pokemon center which i know that you can get shipped to the u.s through the japanese pokemon center um but that there's leon bead um marnie almost forgot her name nessa b alistair gordy melanie milo kabu and raihan and they're cute. They're 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 really well really well done. I mean, if you like any of these trainers and you have a, a lot of things in your keychain, then there you go. And last but not least, how could I possibly not mention this extremely topical plushie? Uh, there is an Arceus plushie added to the Pokemon Center online for everyone, not just Japan this time. I promise. Um, it's a thirteen and th- three quarter inch 
plushie for $45. They're really milking the uh, Legends Arceus hype train, huh? I mean, it's going to work. People are going to buy this, but there you go. They they, they just added a new... Uh, <laughs> Just added a new RCS plushie, and even in the description. With embroidered facial features, golden-tipped feet, and a white and silver body, the alpha Pokemon Arceus. Hold on, is that what Arceus is called? Like, is that his, um... Is that his species name? He is the alpha Pokemon. Do you think that's why they're called alpha Pokemon on Legends Arceus? That is so... I mean, like, obviously Alpha has another meaning, but that's so interesting. The Alpha Pokemon Arceus has appeared as a cuddly Poke plush. True to its creative reputation, the Arceus Poke plush is ready for a fun time next to you in your favorite places. Such a powerful mythical Pokemon will look great on any couch, shelf, or coffee table. So it's like, essentially what the description is saying is, um, we've taken God and we've turned him into a plushie that you can just put wherever you want. You can hug him, you can snuggle him, you can put him in the washing machine if he gets a little muddy, you know, if you play with him outside. You can put him on a shelf, you can put him on a plane, you can put him on a train. Same I am. Have fun. Do whatever you want with this Arceus plushie. He's God. You can become God. You can do whatever you want to him. The roles are reversed. What more could you ask for? Anyway, buy Pokemon Legends Arceus. All right. Normally, this is where I would do uh, a segment, and then I would talk about the topic, and then I would do another one. But we already talked about the topic for today. Also, I want to say my voice is raspier than usual today. It's because I was in a I was in a voice call like literally all day with friends playing Legends Arceus, so I'm, my voice is a little shot. I don't normally talk this much, um, so <laughs> you know, sorry if my voice is a little gravelly. But anyway, we're just going to do both of them in quick succession. So first up is everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random Pokemon every single episode. And today's Pokemon is number 284. I would be genuinely surprised if you could guess this, which I guess kind of gives it away because now you know it's like an obscure Pokemon. But still, I would be impressed because it's Masquerain, a Pokemon that I'm like 99% sure a lot of people just forget about completely. Masquerain is a dual-type bug-flying Pokemon introduced in Generation 3. It evolves from Surfskit starting at level 22. It is the Eyeball Pokemon, which, you know, characterized by its by its eye markings on its on its head things, which I used to think were wings as a kid, just to, you know, to scare things away. Uh, it has Intimidate as its, as its ability, and Unnerve as its hidden ability, which is fitting. 50-50 male-female ratio. Uh, it is 2 foot 7, or 0 0.8 meters, or and 7.9 pounds, or 3.6 kilograms. Masquerade is, is, is an interesting one, I would say. It's, you know, it's not it's not necessarily the most popular Pokemon on Earth, which, of course, I'm being sarcastic. It's like one of the least well, one of the least known Pokemon maybe out there. Um, because <laughs> you know it's a little bit boring. It's a little weird. It's a little creepy. It's not like it's really just not anything that you see very often. But it's beloved to me, 
and I guess that that's what matters uh, when when I'm when I'm talking about my like personal opinions about it. It's fine, you know. It's it's like I have a liking to it only because I like it. You know, I like it probably more than the average person, and I also just happen to really like Generation Three. Um, but like, I would be, I would not be surprised if the majority of people who are listening to this podcast right now maybe had to type in Masquerade into Google, probably misspelling it because why would you ever know how to spell Masquerade's name? Um, because they didn't know what this thing, what what this thing was, and that's okay. You know, you don't have to know every single Pokemon, especially not Masquerade. No offense. Um, let's see. Masquerade can be seen as a counterpart to Arachnid. Both share the bug type and the same base stat totals. Both can be found in Mally Garden and Pokemon Sun and Moon, taking the place of the other depending on the time, with Masquerade being found during the night and Arachnid during the day. Furthermore, Masquerade and Arachnid share the same base stat total of 454. In fact, this reflects a 40-point boost across Mac across Masquerade's original base stat total of 414 in between generations 6 and 7. That's interesting. Wow, they really they really buffed Masquerade so they could make it like an Araquanid parallel or Araquanid counterpart. It's interesting. I didn't, you know, I didn't know they did that. Why would they do that? Why would they buff Masquerade? I mean, maybe to make people use it more. Maybe it was also just so they could be like, huh. We're gonna, we're gonna make these two Pokemon that are like really similar to each other, just like in the same place, different times of day, same, uh, almost the same typing. <laughs> I really thought Masquerade was water type as a kid, mostly because uh, Surskid is water type. I, I kind of do think that it should have been Bug Water. Like I get why it's flying type because it flies, but I really, I really think it should have been Bug Water. It's a little bit of a, of a, of, of, a, of an unfortunate that it's, uh, it's a little unfortunate that it's not. Don't mind me. I'm looking up Masquerade on Smogon so we can talk about it later. But first, before I do that, um, let's look at some Pokedex entries. You know, it's it's not hard to think about what this thing does. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to rag on this thing. It's Masquerade. But, like, you know, it deserves a little bit of credit. Masquerade intimidates enemies with the eye-like pattern on its antennas. This Pokemon flaps its four wings to freely fly in any direction, even sideways and backwards as if it were a helicopter. Great. Masquerade's antennas have eye-like patterns that usually give it an angry look. If the eyes are droopy and appear sad, it is a, it is said to it is said to be a sign that a heavy rainfall is on its way. It's like a cow. Is that is that true? Do, can cows really like detect the weather? Like you know they'll like lay down if it's about to storm. I don't know. It intimidates foes with its large eye-like patterns on its antenna. Because it can't fly, if its wings get wet, it shelters itself from rain under large trees and eaves. Hold on. I thought it was like the... It's like it evolves from a water skater. I guess it makes sense. Seriously, it walks across the top of the water for a reason. I suppose it makes sense that Masquerade doesn't like the water either. Um, Its thin wing-like antenna are highly absorbent. It waits out rainy days in tree hollows. That's it. Like genuinely, that's like the only thing. That's like, you know, it's it's simple. It does what it's supposed to do. It's just a little guy. It's just a little bug guy. Last but not least, before we get before we get into uh, what I can imagine is probably not very good in Smogon competitively, uh, let's look at its 
Generation 3 Mystery Dungeon quotes. When it's at full to half HP, it says, I don't like it when it rains. It prevents me from flying. From half to, t- to quarter, it says, huh? My health is down to only half already. I have to be careful. From quarter to 1%, that's it. My antenna feel too heavy to fly. And on level up, it says, I got my next level. I'll work that much harder. You know, using using its Pokedex entries and as, as inspiration for its quotes. Cute little personality. I like it. All right. Oh, shiny rating. Okay, well, you know, I did already have something kind of prepared for this. I don't really like this one very much. I like the way that it's wing, that it's antenna turn because normally it's like uh, red and white, and like a like a maybe like a little bit of a blue in the center, and the shiny form turns that into like a green yeah a green and yellow almost like it reminds me of like the Brazilian flag, which is cute if it didn't change its body to like a kind of ugly green. So I'm gonna give it like a. S- I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 for Brazil and a 5 out of 10 for its ugly green body. So a 6 out of 10 average. I think that that, I think that that uh, makes sense. 6 out of 10 is, is, is pretty good to describe this thing. I like, I like the, I like, I like Brazil. I like its Brazil antenna, um, but I'm not a fan of the, of the green. Masquerain, Ma- sorry, Masquerain. I really can. I've said this Pokemon's name like forty different times. Um, Masquerain is, to nobody's surprise, in the PU tier of Smogon. It has a HP stat of seventy, an attack of sixty, defense of sixty-two, special attack of one hundred, special defense of eighty-two, and a speed of eighty. It's untiered, actually. Sorry, it's not even PU. It's just like. They're used so little that it's untiered. It doesn't even have a place in the competitive format, but it does have a set, a moveset. So, this is written by Asa, A-S-A. Masquerade sports rare access to both Sticky Web and Quiver Dance, which gives it much better offensive presence than other Sticky Web, web leads such as Smeargle. Masquerade's solid coverage also allows it to threaten imposing ha- entry hazard setters such as Mudsdale, as well as Pokemon such as Hitmonchan, while give, a- while give other sticky web leaves a hard time. However, Masquerade still faces a lot of competition from other sticky web setters such as Levani and Smeargle due to Levani's better speed and access to valuable support options in Knockoff and Magicoat, and Smeargle's access to more support options such as Spikes, Spore, and Stealth Rock. As a result of Masquerade's only decent speed and offensive presence, it is very susceptible to taunt from Pokemon such as Skuntank, which isn't a problem for the faster Levani because it outspeeds Skuntank. Masquerade also has a difficult time against Defoggers or Rapid Spin users like Swanna and Cryogonal that get rid of Sticky Web with little to no issue. Masquerade's poor bulk and defensive typing don't grant it many opportunities to switch in, meaning it can only work efficiently as a lead. That's sad. You know, it's not completely outclassed, but like, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's like, just average at what it does, I would say. It's better than a couple, a few of them do better than it, but you know, it's, it's got a solid place in where it is. Um, so Sticky Web Lead, Sticky Web, obviously, Bug Buzz, Hydro Pump Slash Air Slash, and Quiver Dance to boost it up if it ever needs to. 
Focus Sash because it's a lead. Intimidate, which is nice on a lead, actually. Uh, Timid Nature, special plus speed minus attack. 252 special attack EVs, 4 special defense EVs, and 252 speed EVs. I'm not going to go into any of the other options, like any of the other things, but there's like four other huge paragraphs on this Pokemon's page. So if you really want to use Masquerain on like a PU team, um, it's like actually not that bad. Like there's there's a lot of information about it. <laughs> and finally... You know, it's weird going right from, from segment to the other. Usually there's a little bit of grace period in between to make this joke work a little bit better. But once again, it's everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode. And today's move is Bullet Seed. Sorry, Bullet Seed in Japanese is called a seed machine gun. And I'm so mad that that's not what it's called in English. Uh, to damage healing grass type multi-strike move introduced in Generation 3. It was TM09 from Generation 3 to Generation 4, and Brilliant Diamond is Shining Pearl, and is TM50 in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Bullet Seed is a physical move. It is a PP of 30, a power of 25, and an accuracy of 100%. Oh, there's quite some, there's quite a bit of information about this. In generation 3, Bullet Seed inflicts damage, hitting the target 2 to 5 times per use with a base power of 10 per strike. So it seems like it was it was it was uh, it was buffed later. Yep, in Generation Five it was buffed. There's a 37.5% chance it'll hit two times, a 37.5% chance it'll hit three times, a 12 12.5% chance it'll hit four times, and a 12.5% chance it'll hit five. Each strike made has an equal chance to be a critical hit. Bullet Seed may continue attacking after breaking a substitute. Bide and Mirror Coat will only acknowledge the last strike of this move. Bullet Seed can be used as a part of a contest combination, with the user gaining extra two appeals points if the move Growth is used in the prior turn. Um, yeah, you know, it's just sort of explaining, like, oh, if it has, if it has, if some, if something has skill link, it'll hit five times. If used is holding a Razor Fang, each consecutive hit has an equal chance to cause the opponent to flinch. Uh, bullet seed's base power was increased from 10 to 25 in generation five a little bit of a little bit of a a more consistent chance it actually has a higher chance now to hit four and five times it was 37.5 uh to hit two and three and it, it, it those were changed to 35 and 15 percent instead of 12.5 so it was buffed again um and that's it it's pretty much it. all all the rest of the information is like oh specific how it interacts with specific things which like can be um can be described by pretty much like any multi-hit move also i sorry i really like this bullet seed can also be used as a part of a content contest spectacular combination with the user getting an extra three appeal points if the move rototiller was used in the previous turn which is so funny because you're it literally is like you are you are planting this you are you are you are hoeing the ground and then you were planting the seed with bullet seed. That is so funny. Imagine you pull up and like you know you're you're doing a Pokemon contest spectacular, and this dude with their like Maractus comes in and um just starts like farming and and wins. You know, just start just like takes out a hoe and starts hoeing and like planting seeds in the ground and just you know, I would be I would be 
I would be depressed. I always specifically like this move because it has a very deep sort of um, place in my heart because of the that like little trainer that gives it to you in Hoenn in, in Generation 3 where he like shoots out seeds at you and then gives you bullet seed. I remember him specifically on the route right outside of uh, Petalberg Woods. So there's like little things like that that really hit the nostalgia for me. And bullet seed specifically, it always makes me think of that one guy and like that one interaction in, in, in Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald. And so it makes me happy every time I, I, I see or think of this move. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty content right now. Um, Let's see. Shoots two to five seeds in a row to strike the foe. The user shoots seeds at the foe. Two to five seeds are shot at once. Shoots two to five seeds in a row to strike the target. Uh, the user forcibly shoots seeds at the target two to five times in a row. Nothing interesting. You know, no lore. It's as simple as that. It's just like, you know, when I was a kid, I used to always imagine that this move was like, they would take a bite of an apple or something before shooting out the seeds. And then I realized that grass types probably just like produce them. <laughs> you know, they don't have to like bite into an apple or like a watermelon and shoot the seeds out. It's just as simple as that. They can just make them. But if there were ever, a, if there, if there is ever a Pokemon that is not a grass type, you know, Chinchino, Octillery, Mantine, you know, Greedent, which I guess makes sense. I guess that's kind of like the point with Greedent. Every single one of these Pokemons I now imagine is uh, taking a bite of an apple or like a watermelon and shooting seeds at them. Or a berry, I guess, in this situation. Probably why Greedent can learn it. Makes perfect, and more Pico. You know, that makes perfect sense. Game Freak was way ahead of me. Anyway. That, I think, is going to do it for me for today. Thank you so much for listening. Three years of EvoCast. I cannot believe it. <laughs> Next episode is certainly going to be a little bit more of a three-year celebration, and I'll probably mention it in that episode. But this episode is technically the celebration because it's it's just, you know, it's the 76th episode. That's how it works. That's how my schedule has gone. Um, but three years of EvoCast, thank you. If you've listened to this, if you've listened this far, both in the episode and also in 76 episodes of this podcast, <laughs> pat yourself on the back and thank you so much for your support in these upcoming years or in, in, in these past years. And here's to th three more and maybe even more than that. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And if you're here for me along the way, thank you so much. If this is your first time listening to EvoCast, welcome. I hope you enjoyed your stay. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feel free to tune in for next one. It'll be exciting. And, uh, you know, listen to the backlog while you wait. <laughs> thank you for three years. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.